Pastors Michael and Brenda Brunzo welcome you and thank you for listening to the following message. This message was recorded during a regular service at Faith Fellowship Church. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we believe this message will encourage and strengthen you in your daily walk of faith. God bless you as you listen. Good evening, everybody. Just a couple of minutes late here. We uh, had some technical difficulty. But hopefully everything is going well now. Looks like we got a couple of people on, so good thing. Welcome to this Wednesday night. The last Wednesday of 2020. I think everyone can agree, good riddance to 2020, prayerfully 2021 will be better, we'll be able to come out of this uh, COVID lockdown and everything will be good and they'll get things under control so things can start to get back to normal. Well tonight I want to talk to you about resolutions. You know it's that time of year where we're in a fit of optimism, you know everybody um, makes great promises to themselves uh, about what we're going to do in the new year. And many people usually abandon those about the second week in January. Uh, let's be honest. How many of you stuck with the diet last year? How many of you kept going to the gym past February? You know, this year I'm determined that it's going to be different for me. I've made a New Year's resolution that I, I honestly believe that I can keep all the way through the end of 2021. I've decided to eat more and exercise less. I think I can do it. My wife's looking at me like I'm crazy. But that's about the only kind of resolution I could probably keep. So, uh, but seriously, this evening, I want to talk to you about resolutions, um, about some commitments that, that I, I guarantee will make a radical difference in, in, in our lives if we'll just follow through on. Uh, in fact, what I want to offer you is a way of starting a new year in a way that will significantly change your life. And here's what I want to suggest to you. You make these four commitments that God in his word encourages us to make. And I guarantee that you'll start 2021 and it could become one of the most significant uh, uh, events in your life, the start of this new year. And I tell you, if you'll follow God's advice, that 2021 could be the best year of your life thus far. Y'all want to challenge you. Make these four commitments for this new year. And here they are. The first one. Commit to forget your failures. Philippians chapter 3 verses 13 and 14 says this. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God 
in Christ Jesus. You know, that advice from the Word of God has stood the test of time. You know, I, I don't know of any more relevant or practical advice for us to start off 2021 with than what I just read. You know, we don't have to live our lives imprisoned by our past. All of us have failed in some way in our lives over the past year. You know, we probably won't see our failures recorded for history on TV, thank goodness. But they are recorded in our hearts and in our minds. You know, for many of us, our failures are painful memories. Maybe for you, it's a memory of how you failed in a relationship. You made the wrong decisions, said or did the wrong things, and a relationship ended. Some of you who are parents probably know that you failed your children in some way, maybe. And some of the children that might be listening are aware that maybe they failed their parents somehow. You know, it's more than likely that many of us know that we failed ourselves in some way. And all of us surely know that some way we've failed God along the way. You know, what God's word is saying here is that we've got to not allow ourselves to be bogged down by the past failures. That we've got to not dwell on our past so much that it stops us from moving forward into the future and into the new year and into the future that God has for us. I think that the start of the new year is a good time for us to rise to that challenge. Say to yourself, I'm going to, with the help of God, forget my past. I'm going to stop torturing myself about what I did or what I didn't do. This new year is a good time to stop being chained to our past failures. God's saying here in his word that he doesn't want you to go through your life branding yourself as a failure. Jesus Christ died on that cruel cross of Calvary so that we could be forgiven. When we become Christians, that forgiveness becomes a reality in our lives. When we've received Christ's forgiveness, it allows us to forgive ourselves and to forget our failures. Maybe you need to do that this evening. Maybe you need to accept Jesus' forgiveness and then forgive yourself. Second commitment for 2021. This is a hard one. Commit to give up your grudges. Yeah, I want, I want you to listen to these words from the book of Colossians because in them we're going to hear the second challenge that I believe God wants us to rise to. If you want to make 2021 a significant turning point in your life, listen to this. Colossians chapter 3 verse 13 says, Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, also do ye. Did you catch it? you catch that challenge? God in those words is challenging us directly and personally to give up our grudges. That's what he means when he says forgive each other whatever quarrels you may have against one another. A grudge is a deep ongoing resentment that we cultivate in our heart against somebody else. A grudge is 
an unforgiving spirit that leads to unforgiving attitudes and unforgiving actions. Now, I know that you know what I'm talking about. Harboring a grudge is about nursing a dislike for someone. What you need to know is that grudges are dangerous because they're destructive. Grudges destroy marriages. Grudges break up families. Grudges ruin friendships. Grudges split churches. Let's be honest enough to admit that one of the problems of the church in general is the grudges that Christians hold against one another. I want to tell you this evening that if you know that you're holding a grudge against someone, then God has something to say to you. Give it up. You know, I want to remind you that grudges are not just destructive, they're also self-destructive. When you hold a grudge against someone, you, you hurt yourself as much as perhaps, and perhaps even more than you'll hurt that person that you're holding the grudge against. You'll make no mistake about it. If you keep harboring a, a grudge, then it'll eventually destroy you. Holding a grudge is like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die. You know, and like I said, you know, you keep holding that grudge, it'll eventually destroy you. If not physically, then certainly emotionally and spiritually, it'll make you a bitter and twisted person. God doesn't want you to be bitter. God wants you to be better. In the book of Job, chapter 21, it talks about in, in, in one verse of scripture there, I believe it's down around verse 22, that there are people that have no happiness at all. They live and die with bitter hearts. Do you really want that to be the way that you're remembered? You know, you remember the parable that Jesus told about the servant who was forgiven uh, a huge debt by the king, and then he turned around and he wouldn't forgive somebody who owed him a debt. A tiny amount. He wouldn't forgive them that. Jesus said in that parable that that unforgiving spirit landed him in prison. You know, Max Lucado makes an interesting comment in one of his books. He says, unforgiving servants always end up in prisons. Prisons of anger, guilt, and depression. God says to you in his word, don't sentence yourself to prison. Set yourself free. Give up your grudges. Forgive each other, whatever you may have against one another. According to God's word, the way to give up a grudge is to forgive. It's that simple. You'll notice what God is saying here. He isn't asking you to ignore whatever that person had done to you. He isn't asking you to pretend it didn't happen. He doesn't ask that you condone it or pretend that it didn't matter. What God asks you to do is forgive the grievance. That means acknowledge how wrong and painful what was done to you was, but decide to forgive the person who did the wrong to you. I'm certain there are people listening to this tonight that need to give up grudges and forgive the grievance that they have against someone else. Some of you need to forgive the grievance you have against your parents for what they did or they didn't do.
Some of you need to forgive your children for the same reason. Some of you need to forgive a partner for emotional or physical abuse. Some of you need to forgive, to give up a grudge that you have against someone at work because of the way that they treated you. Some of you need to give up the grudge that stems from an argument that you had with someone. Some of you maybe even need to give up grudges you have against other people in the congregation that you belong to. God says that that deep-seated resentment that you have against that person has to go. What better time to make that difficult decision to forgive them than the start of this new year? Now, don't tell God that you can't forgive. Because what you really mean when you say that is you won't forgive. If Jesus can forgive you for your sin, your sin uh, despite the fact that it cost him the pain of the cross, then surely you can give up your grievance you have with somebody else. The question is, will you do it? The third commitment for 2021. Commit to restore your relationships. You know, it, it used to be that each time you would start up a computer that a little window would pop up and ask you if you wanted to run a system check to make sure that all the programs are working properly. And God in his word issues us a similar invitation. It's the invitation not to check to see if our computer software is working properly, but to check whether our personal relationships are in proper working order. Here's how the Lord issues that challenge. Romans chapter 12, verse 18. <coughs> Excuse me. says, if it be possible, as much as it lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. There's an important phrase there that you have to catch. As much as it lieth in you. God, by using that phrase, is personally challenging each one of us to do all that we can to restore our relationships. The Lord wants us to do everything we can to restore any relationships that might have gone wrong in our lives. Some relationships might have gone wrong in our lives because of what other people have done. And they might not well want that relationship restored. They might not want it. God recognizes that. That's why he started by saying, if it's possible. But let's be honest, some of our relationships haven't gone wrong because of what we've done. When God's word says here, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. It's saying that if you've caused a rift in a relationship, then you have a responsibility to do everything that you can to restore it. That everything includes the one thing that's probably the most difficult for everyone, especially men, asking for forgiveness. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure that I'm not the only one that finds it hard to say, I'm sorry, especially to the people that I'm closest to. 
we get the idea that, oh, they know how I am. I don't have to apologize for that. No, we need to apologize. We need to say that we're sorry. We need to 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 mend some fences and get some things straightened out. You know, I, I, I wonder how many relationships aren't, aren't all that they should be or could be simply because somebody won't say, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? I'm certain that somebody needs to ask forgiveness for harsh words or cutting comments that have really wounded others over the years. You know, maybe God is saying to some of you that this change of year is the right time to restore the relationships that have fallen along the wayside that you've run by going and simply apologizing, sincerely saying you're sorry for those angry words that you said for those selfish or those unthoughtful actions that that you did. You'll make no, no mistake, it, it'll be hard to do. We don't like to apologize. I don't like to apologize. But one of the most significant things that you could do is mark the new year. Not setting off a firework, but to admit your past errors in relationships and just be humble and seek forgiveness from the ones that you've hurt. Will you rise to that challenge today? Will you make that commitment to restore your broken relationships in the new year? So then we come along to the fourth commitment for 2021. Commit yourself to turn your back on your transgressions. Romans 6.12 says this. says, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. That's the last challenge that I believe that if you'll rise and meet it, then it'll make this new year truly significant for you. When God says for us not to let sin control the way we live and not to give in to its lustful desires, he's issuing a challenge for us to turn our back on our transgressions. You know, Christian writers used to talk about something called besetting sins. What they meant by besetting sins were particular sins that a certain Christian was prone to doing time and time again. You know, that same thing that you always catch yourself doing that you shouldn't ought to be doing. For most of us, you know, when we get saved, we give up certain sins easily. You know, there's things that we can quit doing and they're not a problem for us to stop. <coughs> and, and we can go on and, and that doesn't bother us at all. But then... There's things that we know that are wrong that we battle with. Those are besetting sins. And the problem is a lot of people choose to wind up giving into those besetting sins. And instead of conquering them and working on them and getting them under the blood and getting away from them, they compromise along the way and just begin to, to live with them wind up living double lives. 
You know, there was a, a, an article by a pastor that, that described his battle with his besetting sin, which was pornography. You know, he talked about how he gave into that thing time and time and time and was overcome with guilt. And maybe that's how you've lived over this past year, just overcome with guilt because of the thing being defeated by that same old sin. But he talks about how eventually he was able to come to that place where he had conquered that and he was able to get that sin under the blood. You know, a lot of us treat our besetting sin like a growth, you know, the Imagine a man that had a growth on his neck and never did anything about it. He just got used to living with it. That's the way a lot of us treat our besetting sin. Won't do anything about it, learn to live with it. And so I've got to ask you, is your spiritual life crippled because you've learned to live with a besetting sin? Do you have a quick temper that you're constantly giving into? Do you have a tongue that loves to assassinate other people's character or wound their feelings? Have you learned to live with that critical judgment that you carry around all the time? And that attitude that you know is wrong. Is there some other sin that you keep giving into? God in his word here is challenging us. Turn our back on whatever sin it is. Whatever is your besetting sin, turn your back on it this year. Stop letting it control the way you live. Stop giving into it. He wants you to stop obeying your old master and he wants you to come into line with him and what his word has to say for your life. You know, you can have victory over it. God says that you're no longer a slave to sin. So don't live or act like one. Live and walk in your freedom in Christ. You know, if if you ask for God's forgiveness for your sin and his power to resist sin, then the new year can be yours to walk in. A new era, not just a new era in history, but a new era in your spiritual life. Don't miss that opportunity. It all boils down to this. Now, get ready to close here. Will this new year just be a calendar change for you? You just flip the page on the calendar or... Will it be a spiritual change for you? Will you accept these challenges from God's word? Make these commitments and and make it a life-changing event. Are you going to make these four commitments for 2021? Will you commit yourself to forget your failures? Will you commit yourself to give up your grudges? Will you commit yourself to restore those lost relationships? Will you commit yourself to turning your back on your transgressions? You know, this new year really be something to celebrate if you'll make forgiveness the heart of what it's all about for you. Have the courage right here today 
Forgive yourself and forget the past. Forgive others that have hurt you and forgive whatever grievances you have. Ask for forgiveness to those from those that you've hurt. And as far as it depends on you, live in peace with all men. And finally, ask God forgiveness and no longer be a slave to that besetting sin. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. We pray that it's been a blessing to you. For more information about FFC or its ministries, please contact the church office. God bless you, and remember, Jesus is Lord.